Welcome to the Hunting for Purpose podcast, the official podcast home for all human design manifestors. I'm your host, Holly Marie, a 4-6 clinic manifester, a certified human design teacher, and a manifester who is following her own creative urge to facilitate a thriving global community of aligned, powerful manifestors. Wherever you are at in your manifester journey, or even if you are here just because you love a manifester and you want to understand them a little bit more, this podcast is the place for you. Stick around for in-depth teaching, for real-life practical tips and understandings of the manifester journey, and how to become aligned and powerful and thriving as a manifester. You are here for global impact. You are here to change the world. The time is now. The journey is yours. This podcast is your home. Well, hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Hunting for Purpose podcast for 2024. This is an exciting time for us always because uh, if you have been around for a long time, you are going to know that we take a big hiatus on the podcast through the end of December and the whole of January, and then we restart in February. So uh, traditionally in the past, that has been the only time that I've ever taken breaks from the podcast, and I do it because that is summertime here in Australia, and I am a mother of three children. That is my children's summer break from school, and we love to do Christmas and travel overseas and just enjoy the summer life, enjoy existence in our summer season. So it always gives me uh, this excitement to be back to start recording episodes for the year because I love the podcast and I, I love being here speaking to you and I love really kind of having chats and being able to go into things in more depth, which if you know anything about me, you'll know I am all about the depth. So we are running our podcast a little bit differently this year, and you're going to hear more about that as we go through today's episode. But I wanted to start off specifically with today's theme so that what we're moving into is going to make sense moving forward. But just so that you're all informed, in the past, we have always run our podcast consistently. We have always run the podcast with episodes every single week coming out, rain, hail or shine, and uh, then we take that break over December and January. What we're moving into this year is running our podcast in seasons. So you're going to see that we release an episode a week in a season, and there will be 13 episodes in a season before we allow a break of about four or five weeks, and then we'll come back for another season of 13 episodes. So across 2024, we are going to have three seasons of 13 episodes each. We are going to run our seasons in themes, which is going to be really cool. It gives us an opportunity to kind of zone down into things and really highlight some deeper learning about stuff, um, which is what I'm all about. <laughs> so it really is a, a, a kind of cool and curious time for us as a business to be moving into utilizing the podcast in this way. So hopefully it's something that resonates with all of you guys. Now, I truly, truly deep down, honestly, do hope that you had a break over the holiday season. I know that the holidays can be 
a just a really confronting time in a lot of ways. We we glorify the holidays as though um, you know they're sentimental and they're nostalgic and they're a chance for connection. But I know that amongst manifestors, we have difficulty with family. We can have difficulty with getting ourselves off that sacral conditioning of stopping work and then resting. It can be incredibly confronting for us to do all of those things. So if your holiday season was difficult, I feel you. I understand. And if your holiday season was exactly as peaceful as you needed it to be, then I tip my hat to you because that demonstrates the amount of incredible work that you have been doing on yourself as a manifester. We're kicking off this season of the podcast by talking about seasons. See what we did there? What we're going to be focusing on in this first season of the year is really kind of diving into more of those manifesto basics. We're going to re-go over some core themes of manifesto life and manifesto existence. But our overarching theme for the whole of 2024 in this community is trauma. Last year, our focus in the community was on relationships and We did so much healing work around relationships. We did so much excavating and learning and shifting and releasing around relationships. And it was incredible to have you all on that journey with me. This year, we're moving into trauma. And so you're going to start hearing trauma be woven into our podcast episodes in this first season. And then we're going to take a much heavier look at it in season two and season three. But to kick us off for this first season... We're going to be talking about working in seasons. This is incredibly relevant for our team at the moment, and that's why I wanted to largely bring it to you, but also it's going to inform a lot of the way that you experience the community over the year. So again, I wanted to kick it off in this particular timing. Now, when we're talking about working in seasons, I don't necessarily mean that we're we're restricting that to um, the binary understanding that we have of seasons. So like, oh, okay, working in seasons means I can only work in spring and summer and then in winter and, and autumn or fall, I'm resting, I'm not doing anything. There are seasons within seasons within seasons, right? We exist in a huge collective season where as a collective, we are moving through major themes for periods of time. Those can be a year long. Those can be several years long. They can even be um, a week, a month, a day long. There are those huge seasons that we're all experiencing as a collective. And then we, of course, have the nature seasons, the natural rhythms and seasons of the earth, which provide us this sort of uh, grounding, this framework to move from. We also have physical seasons, and this varies between males and females. So with a female body, a a female anatomy, you're going to be experiencing that 21 to 28 day seasonal range because your hormones and therefore your energy, your focus is different. It changes over the course of that time. This is where looking at things like using seasons in menstrual cycles is incredibly helpful, right? Understanding that uh, your menstrual bleed is your winter. And then we move into our follicular stage in our spring, then our ovulation in our summer, and then our luteal stage, the premenstrual stage 
before we go back into winter. So we that's going to be unique for every individual as to how you experience that. But then males have a 24-hour hormonal cycle. So you are moving through that, that kind of same process, but in a 24-hour period, it's much faster and there is much more of a level of uh, consistency and predictability to it. And then, of course, as manifestors, we also have seasons. We are in our rest cycle or we are in our creative cycle. And within that, there's even further individuality and nuance. We can have rest cycles that are characterized by a lot of joy and a lot of play where we typically have kind of small creative urges that pop up that we initiate and then we go back to resting. But we can also have rest cycles that are seasonally characterized by deep healing work, whether that's physical or emotional healing work. And we tend to not experience any creative energy or any creative urges during those rest cycle seasons. We can have creative cycle seasons where it's a mania and it's a charge forward and we're birthing something huge and we're all about it. And then we can have other creative cycle seasons where we birth a whole series of little things and we have small rests in between. So understanding that we are always in season, we are always in some kind of season can be so profoundly peaceful for us. Manifestors are really seasonal beings. We are more seasonal, I think, than anybody else. Maybe the reflectors. <laughs> the reflectors don't go through those um, energy cycles like we go through. Manifestors have layer upon layer upon layer of seasons. And sometimes those seasons feel like they're at odds with each other. Sometimes you are in a nature season of summer where the world is awake and alive and active and moving around you, but you are in a deep rest cycle. And those two things can feel like they have an oppositional force. The joy of understanding seasons for ourselves is that we can start to see where those things are cross-hitting. What, where is the junction point between those things? Because that means that there is an opportunity for us. If the rest of the world is waking up, to use that same example, if the rest of the world is waking up in summer and moving forwards, but you are in a deep rest cycle that's very, very wintry in its experience for you as a manifester, what is that showing you about your ability to pull away from the world, your ability to walk a different path? What is it showing you that is available to support you as everybody around you is active and awake, but you are needing to withdraw and needing to rest? There is always a lesson and there is always a reason that these oppositional seasons are pulling at you. And in my experience, I've always found that there's always some sort of oppositional pull because we have so many seasons that we're juggling that there's always one that we're kind of not fitting into in the moment. And over time, learning how to meet my individual season as the primary focus and not override what is happening internally for me just because nature is moving through a season or a collective is moving through a season, that has helped me tremendously. When we apply this understanding to work, we can start to see how maybe the way that we've been approaching work, whether you are working in your own business or whether you are working in a, a career or an organization or a bridging job or a whatever, all of us are doing some form of 
work, quote unquote, then we start to see pretty clearly that work does not naturally operate in seasons. That the way that we have built work in our social structure is a demand for consistency, predictability, and regularity. There is no up and down. There is no changing seasons. There is high level productivity all the time. Keep it going. Keep it moving. And the fear is that if we take our foot off that pedal, then the whole thing is going to fall apart. That all of these things that we're working hard for every day, showing up for work and doing the things every single day because they have to be done, then if we don't do them, everything will come crumbling down. This is, I think, a representation of a number of different things in our society. I think that this is a representation of how we have stepped into this very kind of wounded and at sometimes toxic masculinity by highlighting masculine energy as the thing that is going to uh, keep us safe and keep us secure, then we have perverted it. We have said structure above all things, structure above energy, structure above receiving, structure above healing, structure above intuition. That's one aspect to it. We also are deeply entrenched in a capitalistic structure since the Industrial Revolution in particular. And the Industrial Revolution really is driven by productivity and efficiency. So it's it's viewing like humans as labor. It's viewing humans as these mechanisms in the machine, right? These coils in the machine that are here to be able to pump things out and produce things at the most maximum level of efficiency because that creates the most maximum level of money and money is the currency by which we all keep ourselves safe and secure. Now, are you picking up where I'm going with this? What we're driven towards in our work styles is safety and security. That's what this has always been about as humans, that we use work as a place to experience safety and security. And that doesn't just mean financial. It also means emotional safety and security because you belong to the world if you are a productive member of society. It also means a somewhat like energetic, I guess, experience of safety where what we're really driving towards is I need to have my needs met. I have to have my financial needs met. I have to have my survival needs met. I have to get my relational needs met. This is a whole energetic being experience that we are pushing towards. Safety and security in work gives us all of these things. And so while those of us who have sort of exited, I think, the traditional workforce and and we operate in our own quirky individualized businesses, uh, I think that there is a a bit of a narrative amongst the business space, particularly the online business space that says, oh, these, you know, people who are are stuck in these mediocre jobs and they're showing up and the nine to five and the every day and the grind, like, oh, it's awful for them and they're trapped in the matrix and it's just because they're not awake. Not necessarily. There is a very, very, I think, necessary need for safety, for security, for survival that is met 
by entering the traditional structure that society has laid out for work. And the proof for me of that theory exists in what happens to entrepreneurs when we leave the nine to five and we go into our entrepreneurial business. What do we do? We start working nine to five. And we start working even more hours than that. There's like a running kind of meme that goes around social media every couple of years that says like entrepreneurs are the people who will give up a 40-hour work week so they can work 80 hours in their own business. This is what happens. We are driven towards finding safety and security by producing and working at a consistent level because we think we're going to break through. We're going to break through. If I can just be consistent enough, then I'm going to break through. For those of us that are seasonal beings, and now personally, I would actually argue that everybody in the world is a seasonal being. I believe that humans are designed to be seasonal because we have bodies that are seasonal. We have an earth that is seasonal. We have collective rhythms that are seasonal. And if that doesn't matter, your energy type is not going to make a difference there. I think we're all designed to move in seasons. However, This is a Manifesto podcast for a Manifesto community. And so, of course, I want to look at the specific experience for Manifestors in that. We know that we have this additional level of seasonal cycling going on. We have our Manifesto seasons happening within us as well. So Manifestors have this sort of extra blanket, this extra like seasonal tug that says, whoa, 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 I'm not designed to be consistent. I'm non-sacral, so I don't have access to consistent productivity and consistent creativity and consistent output and efficiency and responsiveness. I can't do that. I'm not physically designed to do it. And I also have these rhythms that kind of pull me away from consistent structures. When I'm in a rest cycle, I don't consistently create. And when I'm in a creative cycle, I'm, I manically create. So I'm I, in all of these ways, I don't actually think that I'm designed to meet a consistent work structure. So why do we do it? Why are we not seasonally working as manifestors when everything in our energy is screaming at us that that is the most aligned way to do it? Now, I can really best represent this to you by being open and honest about what my journey has been through this experience. That's something that I'm going to really be working on doing more so this year, everybody, just keeping you informed. I'm going to be leaning a lot more into my gate 35, which is um, this gate of change and sharing personal stories and it's a throat gate. So this year, we're going to be 35-ing it up a lot. Now, I know that for myself, it's been many, many years now that I have been um, healing myself and allowing myself to be an inconsistent being, to um, operate in inconsistent ways, to really map out my lifestyle and my networks and uh, even my finances around this inconsistency that I hold because I understand that my body is a seasonal 
body. I understand that my soul on a lot of levels is a seasonal soul. I had to journey through healing all of that conditioning and healing all of those wounds that told me that it wasn't safe to be seasonal, that it wasn't safe to be inconsistent, that it wasn't safe to operate on kind of an an unpredictable wild flow energy. I mean, I'm also splenic. So even like my decision-making is inconsistent, right? It's unpredictable. What I was unaware of, I think, up until recently was that even though I have been allowing myself personally to do that and to live that way, which has changed everything, it's, it's created a lot of physical healing, it's created a lot of deconditioning, it's created a lot of expansion, but the area that I would not allow that to touch was my business. I simply would not even mentally allow that to to enter its way into my mind. That was a big flashing neon red stop sign that said, no, no, no. The only way that you can allow yourself to be inconsistent and still be secure is if you have some consistent structure that lets that security happen, that your business has to be the secure place. Your business has to be consistent. And so this is my going into my sixth year of online business in the next couple of months. And I have always, always demanded of my business that it be consistent. I have always demanded of my business that it does not operate in seasons, that it operates at that industrial level, right? That it is always producing content, that it is always launching something, that it is always pushing for consistent, predictable income, that it is always engaging with the audience. There is, I have demanded in every format possible in my business that there is a level of consistency. And the more that there has been a friction with, oh, I'm an inconsistent being, but I'm trying to operate in this consistent style business, the more I have just implemented things that allow me to step out of the consistency, like automations, like hiring staff, like changing some of the structures of our products so that I personally as an individual can continue to be inconsistent while also never touching the fact that I'm still demanding that the business be consistent. I have journeyed through this so much, really over the last probably four months in particular. But this has really come off the back of me doing a much deeper look at my trauma cycles through last year. Now, I'm not somebody who's new to trauma work. That's It's like not my first rodeo, guys. I've been working on trauma for 20 plus years. I have complex PTSD. We'll be talking a lot more about that this year. But last year, I went through a really different kind of journey around my trauma and excavated a lot of of stuff in there and really was focusing on a lot of neurological cycles that were subconscious or unconscious. And one of the things that emerged for me late last year was seeing that I have demanded that my business be consistent because that's a trauma response for me, that I'm seeking security and safety in the thing that I feel like I'm not able to provide for myself. So I've, I've had this stranglehold on the business to be consistent and to force its way through to providing security for me. But the more that I have journeyed through my own trauma work this year, the more and more I am able to cultivate safety and security for myself 
safety is rapidly becoming my way of being. I think I'm probably 90% of the way there. And so I've less and less felt that trauma response to make my business be the thing that provides safety. And that's, of course, now opened up a mental space for me to maybe turn off that flashing neon stop sign to open up a doorway in my mind and to realize, huh, maybe this thing that I forced that required um, me to latch onto it, this thing that I demanded of my business in order to give me that feeling of safety, now that I have that feeling of safety within myself, Maybe I don't need to be doing it that way in the business. And this seems so kind of simple to me that I laugh at myself, right? But I've known for a very long time that the energy type of my business, of the manifester community, is also a manifester. So I'm a 4-6 splenic manifester, but the business is a 2-4 emotional manifester. And if you don't know about running charts for your business, um, we teach on it in a lot of our programs. We teach on it in the business bundle and in Manifest and Mastery. But here's the basic summary. There's no specific way to do it. You intuitively pick the birth date of your business. Maybe it was when you came up with the idea. Maybe it was when you made your first social media post or your first sale. Um, Maybe it was the time when you wrote down kind of all your plans for the business. Maybe it was the time that you registered for the name of the business or claimed your social media handles or whatever. It's intuitive and you can run a birth chart for your business. And there's so many things that you can look at on that birth chart. But the first and foremost is to look at what's the energy type of the business, because that will show you really what that business is driving towards. My business is a manifester. It is, it's driving towards initiating. It's driving towards supporting other manifestors. My business feels at home being a landing ground and a, a, a community hub for manifestors. Of course it does. But here's the thing, guys. My business is a manifestor, so it is also designed to work in seasons. Just like I personally, as an individual manifestor, am designed to work in seasons. But I completely zoomed past that in my kind of insatiable need for my business to hit my safety and security by being consistent. In healing that, in moving through that, We are now going to be moving our business into a seasonal model. It's pretty exciting. (laughs) And I guess I thought that it would be scary, but it's not scary. It feels really delicious. It feels really fresh and it feels incredibly correct. So our business is going to be moving into a model where it's no longer a consistent business. We are splitting the business down into three seasons that we cycle through. So we have a build season where we as a team are going to be working in sprints to do like that big output, mimicking really the creative cycle of the manifesto. We're going to be planning. We're going to be prepping. We're going to be building things out. And then we move into a launch season. Now, the launch I think on the outside, launching the way that a lot of people do it, at least, looks like that's that's kind of the big highlight. That's where the big energy and the big effort is. But for us, we have a lot of automations in place. So 
our launching season is actually where we kind of take a step back because we've prepped everything, we've scheduled everything, and there's very little that is going out live. So our moving from our building season into our launching season is kind of a step back into a sort of rest and management phase, but it's observational. We're still engaging a little bit with the things that we've just built. And then from our launch season, we move into our deep rest season when nothing is going on except what is absolutely vital to be done that cannot be automated. (laughs) So things like responding to customer emails, right? We're still going to have to be doing that during our rest season. This is allowing space for the business to breathe. In doing so, it's even going to allow us as individuals to breathe further within the business. That I, Many of you will know a lot of the staff in my business are manifestors, but we also have a couple of projectors. Um, we don't have any sacral beings. So I think that this, I believe at least that this model is going to work for us all on an individual level. But I'm really curious to see how it's going to impact the community as a whole when the structure that we're held within in being this business and being this community is also really having its energetic needs to work in seasons met, I think that it's going to create a lot of freedom for everyone else. And on the outside, it is going to change the way that things look, right? We're going to be kind of launching in these bursts of periods and then resting where nothing's going out at all. Whereas we traditionally kind of launched regularly every single month, we have had something going out all the time. So this is going to be a a different experience as a community member. But I think that the the lesson here and what I wanted to really record a podcast about, other than just informing you, yo, guys, things are going to change and this is why. But what I really wanted to bring this podcast to you about was to encourage you to look at why you are not working in seasons and how you can perhaps start implementing seasons in your work. I think that the the number one reason that we're not working in seasons always comes down to safety and security, regardless of what format of work you're in, whether you run your own business, whether you're in a kind of high-flying corporate career, whether you're in a part-time job, it doesn't really matter. I think that the reason that we do it is because we're seeking security and we're seeking safety. And those are very, very real needs. And we can't simply put aside those needs and and wash them away and say, well, I'm just going to tell myself I don't need those and so I'm going to exit this, this system that I've got going on here. Those needs have to be met. Those are real needs for your survival. We need safety. We need security. Financially, we absolutely need that in order to live. But there are other aspects of it too. We need it emotionally. We need it relationally. We need it for belonging. We need it for a sense of value and a sense of purpose. These are all intrinsically required things for our human experience. And so the journey there is if you find that you are not working seasonally and you are trying to be consistent and you are trying to be this non-sacral being keeping up in not just a sacral world but an industrial world that pushes you in a way that you are simply not designed to be and simply not really available for in any healthy way and it's in the end it's not only keeping you hurt it's keeping you limited like it's it's keeping you stuck because all of your energy is going into this kind of perpetual machine that is going on day after day after day after day The first place to start is looking at where can I cultivate safety and security within myself so that I'm not seeking it from these outside sources. 
so that I'm not trying to get my safety and security met through my business or through my work. From there, we can look at some really creative ways that we can implement seasons. In your business, of course, if you are a business owner, you have pretty much free reign to do this, depending on how established your business is and how many people are going to be impacted. But especially if you're like a solopreneur, this is, a, this is an easy swap because once you've decided the new way of doing it, you can just implement it and move forward. But this might look at like um, batch creating when you're in a creative cycle and having all of that stuff run out on automated schedules, including content and launching over your rest cycle. This might look like even matching in with the nature cycles. Okay, I'm in winter, so I'm I'm going to take a break. I know that the beautiful Vanessa Henry, who is a 6'2 ego manifester, she works in seasons like that. In winter, she typically does not create content. She does not create any new products, um, though over spring and summer, she will. And you'll see some really incredible stuff come out with her at, you know, from her at, at big volume during those times. You can also, if you are a female, you can work in with those menstrual, those hormonal rhythms. What would it look like you to, for you to structure your month around those rhythms? As a male, you might even want to look at structuring your day around those rhythms. Can you see where you are moving through that hormonal, internal spring, summer, winter, autumn in your 24-hour period? Can you adapt your work to fit that process? Can you look at, if you are into wider esoteric systems, can you look at um, perhaps the numerology, the collective numerology and your personal numerology? Can you look at the collective astrology and your personal astrology? Can you even simply do something basic like understanding when we are experiencing an eclipse season or a retrograde season, particularly the big ones like a Mercury retrograde, where it's going to impact your ability to work? And those are retrograde. So those are inward looking, reflect, review, right? Those are periods of time where it is amazing to stop working and to just assess where you're at and to rest. Can you at least tie into that season when we have two eclipses a year and we, we typically, I think, I think have three, maybe four Mercury retrogrades a year. Don't quote me on that, guys. I'm not an astrologer. Can we even work in with those kind of planetary rhythms? Can you work in with the seasons of the lunar cycle as the moon moves from its new moon to full moon phase? There are so many ways that you can start tapping into seasons and having it adjust your work. And if you are in a traditional nine to five work environment, this, this might look a little bit more subtle. If that's not something that you want to or can vacate, this might look like a more subtle change for you. It might look like, okay, if I'm following, let's say I'm, I'm following as a female my internal hormonal menstrual cycle, I know that in the two weeks that I am um, follicular and I'm ovulating, I am going to work hard. Maybe I'm going to put in overtime. Maybe I'm going to you know, put all of my work projects and my meetings and the hard work in those step, steps, those, those stages of the season. But then when I know I'm going to be menstruating or even when I'm going to be premenstrual, I'm going to lighten those weeks off. I'm going to say, no, I'm not available for meetings in those weeks. I'm going to try and maybe go home a little bit early. I'm just going to take my foot off the pedal even. I'm just not going to work as hard in those seasons. See, there are there's a whole range of ways 
that we can make this work. But I'm more convinced than ever that seasons are really the correct way forward for all of us. And there are so many beautiful ways to experiment with creating that in your work or your business life. The way that we are doing it here at the Manifesto community is pretty extreme, right? Of course, we're going pretty, pretty like wall to wall, right? We're changing the whole business model over to being seasonal and every single thing is impacted by that. But that's because we have made a progressive journey to get here and it's, it completely in line with my business as a manifesto business. And I know that so many of you are going to be super curious about like, oh my gosh, but my business is a generator or a manifesting generator. And what does that mean? There's so much teaching on that. I can't fit it into a podcast episode, guys. We go we go deep into it in Manifesto Mastery. There's an entire level dedicated to business and we discuss all of these things. So that's something that I can't really provide in free content. But just know that regardless of what energy type your business is, you are the authority in your business. Your energy type is the authority. Your inner authority is the authority. Your strategy is the authority. So you you still remain as the individual, the authority, and you are collaborating and working within the energy of your business, like as partners, right? You're collaborating. You're, you're touching energy with each other, but someone has to be the boss and that's still you. Okay. I hope that this has kind of like put a little bit of a fire under you as we uh, enter into the new year. We've just, at the time of recording this, we've, we've just entered the human design new year, which began on the 22nd of January. Of course, the calendar new year was the 1st of January. Um, we are coming up on the astrological new year as we move into March. So like the time is right. <laughs> this is the beautiful time for new, 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 new things. We are moving into the new and what better time is there to change the structure of things, to allow ourselves to move as seasonal beings, especially in our work, and then we get to observe how that is going to change our experience across the course of the year. As always, I hope this has been helpful. I hope it has. It always seems to be. You guys always tell me that it's helpful. So I am here for that. I'm available for that. I am going to wrap up here. Um, Please do let us know how this has impacted you. Please um, comment on the actual podcast. Please leave a review. Please share it on social media and tag us. You can also email us. Um, There are so many ways that you can share how this has impacted you. And that's really, that's our lifeblood hearing how our work impacts manifestors or even non-manifestors, that's that's our oxygen. That is what keeps us going and that's what helps us to feel recognized for the work that we do here. So thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your attention. It's a gift to me. And I will be chatting with you again next week as we dive into more manifesto basics. But until then, keep hunting for purpose. Thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with us today in another episode of the Hunting for Purpose podcast. We so enjoy having you here and whether you are listening to my insights or the wisdom of one of our other incredibly talented manifesto specialists, we really truly hope that you have taken away power, transformation and wisdom about your own manifesto magnificence. Before you go and switch off, we would be so humbly grateful if you could take the time to either leave a podcast review right on the platform that you're listening to, 
or if you feel like it, please do a share across your social media. We love to hear how each of the episodes is impacting you and we love to provide an opportunity for you to inform us via social media. So please share a story or a post about this episode and tag us at The Manifestor Community. Until next time, please manifestors keep hunting for purpose.